coming up? We're going in. I can't ask many people these questions. He didn't whistle at me. No, sadly. Are you listening or are you waiting to talk? Bordering on insane. <laughs> that sounds horrific. I was once cast in Jack the Ripper as the first whore to die. Children of God. Oh, good. Marvellous. Almost wet. Do what you like, love. How do you say that? 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 Hello and welcome to today's episode of How Do You Say That? Sponsored by BritishVoiceOver.co.uk It is the podcast for voiceovers, podcasters and anyone else who reads scripts out loud and it's all about proving that there isn't just one way to read a script but a multitude of ways. So let me introduce my co-host, Mark Rice. Hello. Hello. <laughs> now, today's fun fact about Mark is that he once met R2-D2 in a lift. I did, and it was fleeting as well, Sam. I was on the breeze in Basingstoke, a uh, right. radio station in Basingstoke, right. and R2-D2 was doing this thing in the shopping centre that day because the radio station was based in the shopping centre. And as I was leaving after the breakfast show, <laughs> R2-D2 was coming up in the lift. So, and it's so like, actually R2-D2, not, 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 not Kenny R2-D2. Baker or no, anybody No, no, like no, the actual robot R2-D2. The actual robot. Anyway, my co-host, as you've heard, is Sam Boffin, who once went abroad using her sister's passport. How's that even possible? That is possible because (laughs) it was some years ago. We looked fairly similar. um, And right at the last minute, because I'm a very, very last minute person, as I'm sure you know, Mark. (laughs) I'm I'm getting that impression. I suddenly couldn't find my passport. (gasps) I was literally, I was booked in on a flight and I just couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And I'd turn my bedroom upside down. And so I phoned my sister who lived just down the road yeah. and said can I borrow your passport I've got to go to the airport so not really kind of thinking um, that this might cause a, a problem because I thought well I look a bit like her so I'm sure they won't look very closely <laughs> like the name like, well this is it she's uh, called Fiona and I'm called Samantha and when they said you know this is for Miss S. Boffin I said well yeah. uh, um, I said well you, you clearly they misheard me <laughs> it's an F not an S and that's how I got away with it and you wouldn't get away with that these days. No, no, oh, no. Oh, no. Not with bio passports and everything. <laughs> Heavens above. <laughs> well, of course, we also have a special guest who this week is the dastardly Brad Shaw. Hello, Brad. <laughs> hello. 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 I'm, Brad. I'm not sure why dastardly, though. Well, Sam wrote uh, it in the script, so I I'm did, wanting to I know did. what she thought. I've no well, idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, so where did that come from, Sam? Well, I always think of you as a little bit like Dick Dastardly. <laughs> oh, I see. Can I be Muttley then? Sure, you can. You can. Exactly. So that's why I put it in. But of course, it's just Fair me. Enough. So, <laughs> so Bradshaw is a yes. voice actor and a producer. He spent a decade, a decade, running a promotions agency for video games and film before becoming a prolific promo voiceover and audio editor. And after that, he founded a showreel editing and production company and also, I love this, and also a murder mystery and immersive events company. I love doing murder mystery stuff. brilliant. Me too. Uh, He's also worked as a guest entertainer on cruise ships worldwide, including being programme director for Viking River Cruises. During the COVID pandemic, he created the Wonderland Challenge for the NHS, an audiobook of Alice in Wonderland with 159 voice actors and celebrities. (laughs) Amazing stuff. Now he also runs Wonderland VO, a voice training community i mean it's wowzers uh, have you got a fun fact that you can share brad i have uh, well i've got several but i've chosen one um so uh i was once buried uh, under a collapsed spanish hotel what? for eight what? hours with my two brothers <gasps> were you traumatized forever 
Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I you would have thought that at the very least I'd be claustrophobic, but I'm yeah. not in the least. And we could all speak. We were all kind of entombed, yeah. and this uh, big girder had just missed our heads and sort of wow. and and saved us from the uh, from the rubble. And so we were kind of we had air and we could talk to each other. You can't imagine. What we went through. Can you remember what you talked about? I mean, did you entertain yeah, each other? Yeah, we just we it? just thought we were going to end up dying, and we thought we we would all um, have to shout for help. <gasps> oh my and they God. did eventually hear our shouts. Thanks, wow. God. Uh, you can read about it on the blog on my website, BradshawVoice.com. Oh, you see, what a salesman. What a salesman. <laughs> no, you see that? No. So, on that, on that note, let's have a look at our first script of the show and ask, how do you say that? How do you say that? All right, chaps. Well, this is something I've been working on recently. <laughs> chaps, chaps. No, chaps. <laughs> we're going um, in. We're going in. Uh, this is all about an environmental corporate project right. for a company that didn't want it too seriously. Okay. The main character, Professor Dan Clever, or Danielle Clever in your case, Sam, mm. is an animated character, but quite over the top, not quite mad, Professor, but very nearly. Oh, okay. So... If that gives you more of an idea. Absolutely. It does. Well, it's throughout the whole thing, you want a slightly bordering on insane <laughs> professory type. This is Professor Dan or Danielle actually talking to the audience. What kind of age are the audience? It is uh, B2B, funnily enough. So okay. it's business to business, but they decided to do it a bit more lighthearted. And as we know, if you're lighthearted with your corporates, people actually watch them and take them in. Is he a Brit? I presume he's a British professor. He is a British, although he doesn't need to be. No, no. But he was in this case because I was the voice of it. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Right. Hello. I'm Professor Danielle Clever. I lead energy, air pollution and health research at the University of Smartville. Recently, I invented pollution vision glasses so that harmful pollution in the air can be seen. Together, we are presenting a series of short videos as we go about our everyday lives, explaining what pollution is, how it can affect our health, and what we can do to reduce the risks. So, what is in the air we breathe? Well, air is mainly composed of oxygen and nitrogen and water, but... It also contains pollution, which is a mixture of solid particles and gases that come from vehicle emissions, factories, heating sources, smoke, dust, pollen and mould, for example. Brilliant. You nailed it in one. Absolutely. I I think that's exactly what the cartoon was looking at. You know, don't you, that when you see oxygen, nitrogen and water, those things pop up on the screen in little bubbles. And we've all seen uh, animations like that. I thought that was brilliant. Well done. Oh, oh, good. Marvellous. Good start to the show. I wondered if it wasn't over the top enough. You could have taken it another 50% if you wanted, but there was no need. It was lovely. I'm not sure I could have done, but yeah. Surely you could have done. (laughs) Yes, I thought similarly to you that you could have gone 
a, a lot fur- further with it. <laughs> but, um, oh, I hope um, you're going to go a lot further. This is giving Brad ideas now. No, well, no, it just depends, you know, how how over the top you want it. You didn't yeah. specify how crazy that you want it. It's got to, mm. they've got to be some kind of, uh, you know, uh, I mean, the, the the purpose of it is to actually be informative rather True. than yes. just make True. them laugh, yep. I suppose. Yes. So I don't know. <laughs> it's difficult to know. You'd have to play with it a little bit to see how yeah. far you can go. Oh, I'm looking forward to this, Brad. Go yes. for it. Marvellous. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, I'm Professor Dan Clever. I lead energy, air pollution and health research at the University of Smartville. Recently, I invented pollution vision glasses so that harmful pollution in the air can be seen. Together, we're presenting a series of short videos as we go about our everyday lives, explaining what pollution is, how it can affect our health and what we can do to reduce the risks. So what is in the air we breathe? Well, air is mainly (laughs) composed of oxygen and nitrogen and water. But it also contains pollution, which is a mixture of solid particles and gases that come from vehicle emissions, factories, heating sources, smoke, dust, pollen and mould, for example. Nice, nice, I nice. It. I love it. <laughs> I love the rolling of the R's. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was his thing. I lo- and I love that it was almost, particularly at the beginning, you were almost wet in that kind of, that kind of almost <laughs> frothing at the mouth. What's a beautiful thing. way of describing it. Almost yes. wet. It's, that we sounds won't. almost disgusting. Yes. But uh, here you go. But you have listened to this podcast, have you? <laughs> I have several. Well, in fact, all of them. <laughs> oh, you're the one. Excellent. Yes, so you get a badge for that. Oh. That's <laughs> yes, <laughs> I thought that I thought fan. that was really lovely. I loved it. The point is, you can you can see the animated character, you can yeah. feel him, uh, and everything everything was just right. It's a joyous script. This, and how often do we get these? Yes, not often. Absolutely, no. Not I often. can't wait to hear what you sounded like when you actually did it. Let me give it a try. It was a little while ago now, but uh, okay, <laughs> I shall go into Mad Professor. Lovely. Hello, I'm Professor Dan Clever. I lead energy, air pollution and health research at the University of Smartville. Now, recently, I invented pollution vision glasses so that harmful pollution in the air can be seen. Together, we're presenting a series of short videos as we go about our everyday lives, explaining what pollution is, how it can affect our health and what we can do to reduce the risks. So... What is in the air we breathe? Well, air is mainly composed of oxygen and nitrogen and water. But it also contains pollution, which is a mixture of solid particles and gases that come from vehicle emissions, factories, heating sources, smoke, dust, pollen and mould, for example. Very nice. That was lovely. Very, very swift. You were very yeah. swift with it, Mark. Yeah. I mean, in a good way, but, you know, it's a, yeah. Well, I thought it was a very measured, even though it was quite fast, it was very measured. Yes. And it yes. was very, you know, it, he wasn't so over the top that it got ridiculous, yeah. which mine did a little bit. <laughs> uh, I can but, see him uh, wearing a white coat and big specs. Yeah, yeah, yes. very much. <laughs> yes, I could definitely hear that. As I say, you're very good at those pacey ones um, without making them sound too pacey. How do you say that? Well, it is worthwhile remembering that these are real scripts that we've been working on. We've changed names and some of the details to avoid copyright issues, though. We have indeed. And Brad, 
you've bought us yes. a script. Well, tell us a bit about this script. I'm uh, intrigued by so this So this was a corporate video, um, and it was a company that had just changed their name, and this was the first paragraph of three or four paragraphs of how we evolved and how we finally got to be the company we are today. So right. literally, this is literally just the introduction uh, right. of yep. when they first started. Well, that was what was interesting about putting these two scripts together, actually, because there mm-hmm. was one that felt as though it it you know you needed to bring a fully fledged slightly ott character to it and this one is is written i felt it's written with a really light touch and particularly mm. the opening line yes and you could go ott with that but then as i read more of it i thought no they don't want this OTT i entirely so agree i when i first read it the first two paragraphs i'm thinking oh is that almost mad professor as well but it isn't is it no i think it's it's got to be quite light uh, because Mm. this Mm -hmm. is it's not as serious as in or you know this is a serious uh, research paper this is kind of you know getting people um g'd up about what a lovely company we are yeah yeah absolutely all right let's give it a go once upon a time around the turn of the new millennium Two psychologists, Sally and Irene, were intrigued by this new-fangled internet thing and wondered if they could take therapy online to reach more people. They founded Psychology Today and in 2001 launched a website. In 2009, a clinical trial involving 300 patients proved that online therapy was actually more effective than face-to-face therapy. The results were published in The Lancet, and what happened next changed history. Jane Hargreaves, venture capitalist and more recently leader of the UK Vaccine Task Force during the Covid pandemic, had heard about psychology online and could see its incredible potential to change the future of mental health care. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Again, quite pacey for me. It was pacey, I was yeah. going to say. That was your pace. That's a long old sentence, that one of the first one of the last paragraph. Absolutely, it? it is. Yeah, yeah. it is, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Goodness. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I liked it. I, I think the pacing was right. I suppose if I had to give you a note. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> uh, I could say, I would say maybe lighten it up a bit. Okay, too uh, dumb. Uh, yep. Maybe a bit friendlier. Kind a lighter of thing. touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I thought it was very, yeah, it's really good. All right, Sam, your turn for psychology today. Okay. Once upon a time, around the turn of the new millennium, two psychologists, Sally and Irene, were intrigued by this newfangled internet thing and wondered if they could take therapy online to reach more people. They founded Psychology Today and in 2001 launched a website. In 2009, a clinical trial involving 300 patients proved that online therapy was actually more effective than face-to-face therapy. The results were published in The Lancet, and what happened next changed history. Jane Hargreaves, venture capitalist and, more recently, leader of the UK Vaccine Task Force during the Covid pandemic, had heard about psychology online and could see its incredible potential to change the future of mental health care. That was lovely. It was almost a, a narrator in documentary terms. Yeah. But with, as you said, uh, Brad, you wanted the lighter touch. I think that absolutely gave it the lighter yeah, touch. Yeah, no, I, I, think it, I think it did. I, I could yeah, have smiled yeah, more. that's my I only thing. Funereal, <laughs> I have a funereal voice when I don't smile, and I think I forgot to smile. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you uh, slightly. Yeah, 
I, I think I would have definitely done that again with a smile. And uh, yeah, yeah, good emphasis nice. everywhere it needed to be. Uh, so yeah, yeah, just that's, that would have been my only note. You beat me to it. So how did you do it, Midorlan? Let's see how you did it. Okay, who knows? I can't remember. But we'll... Uh, <laughs> 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 have a go. i to it before today, shouldn't I, really? <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Once upon a time, around the turn of the new millennium, two psychologists, Sally and Irene, were intrigued by this newfangled internet thing and wondered if they could take therapy online to reach more people. They founded Psychology Today and in 2001 launched a website. In 2009, a clinical trial involving 300 patients proved that online therapy was actually more effective than face-to-face -face therapy. The results were published in The Lancet and what happened next changed history. Jane Hargreaves, venture capitalist and more recently leader of the UK Vaccine Task Force during the pandemic, had heard about psychology online and could see its incredible potential to change the future of mental health care. Oh, do you know, I, I, I love your voice, Brad, in that it's, it's got a sort of guy next door uh, feel to it to me yep. and and yep. so it's a really really listenable well, that, that also means it sounds like so many others no i don't agree i think i think it means that we're hanging oh, on your okay. words so we are listen we're actively i realized listening. what i did do with this uh in the finished thing was mm. because it's them showing off um and yeah. so everything needed to be more kind of fantastical sounding if you know what i mean um right. and so wow okay. and then they did this and then they did that and uh you know ah, and aren't we fantastic okay. here look at us waving our um stuff around <laughs> yes yeah, yes. yeah it, it, in the nicest way as i say in the nicest way you you feel like someone well you are someone i know <laughs> obviously but you feel like someone that you know that Everyone knows it's, that. Kind I mean, of, it's difficult. Uh, yeah, it's, it's taken a, it's me lovely. quite a long time to get rid of that kind of over the top uh, present, not presentary, the but you know, the, the yeah. kind of hard yeah. selly type sound, you know. And that's something mm. I really work mm. on. Sam, do you remember before we started recording today, I said to Brad, you remind your voice reminds oh, no. me of someone. Oh, no. It's been driving me absolutely mad. But maybe it's been driving people listening mad as well. And I've just <laughs> oh, put no. my finger on it. Is it good? Yeah. It's one of the speakers on the BBC's Pause for Thought on Radio <laughs> 2 in the morning. And I don't wow. know which one, but wow. you have a very similar timbre. Mm. Uh, to your voice as one, as one of their people. But it's a lovely, warm, it's a warm, inviting, beautiful voice. Did you say that it. was on yeah. Radio yeah. 2? Ra yeah. Radio 2, if you're listening to this, take heed. <laughs> <laughs> OK, that was his second sales pitch. Have you noticed that, everybody? His second. second. Oh, come on, I'm a, I'm a marketing person at heart. What do you expect? <laughs> How do you say that? Now, here is the moment that we all love. It's the Yay. wild card moment. Yay. I like the wild card bit. So let's see if we can approach these scripts in a completely different way. Interesting. So, Brad, I think you're going to go first. Can you pick one of the scripts for Mark okay. and, and give, him a, give him a new way of okay. saying it? Okay. A new motivation. Now, shall I use the one that you actually did? Will that be better? Uh, yes. What? Doesn't matter. Okay. You choose. No, fantastic. You choose. Well, the power. The power. Um, I will choose. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. No. Just so it's not as familiar, let's go for the script two, uh, the second one. Okay. And I'd like you to do it um, in the drum roll, please. <laughs> <in> the style <laughs> of a. Uh, 1930s Pathé News uh, Reel presenter. <laughs> oh, 
Now, you're playing to one of my strengths here, thank God. Uh, why did I? I <laughs> that, that, that is, that is, no, 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 I'm going to go with that I now. I'm going to give that go. one to Sam. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> go too for late. It. Go for too it. late. Right, all right then. Once upon a time, around the turn of the new millennium, two psychologists, Sally and Irene, were intrigued by this new fangled internet thing and wondered if they could take therapy online to reach more people. They founded Psychology Today and in 2001 launched a website. In 2009, a clinical trial involving 300 patients proved that online therapy was actually more effective than face-to-face -face therapy. The results were published in The Lancet, and what happened next changed history. Jane Hargreaves, venture capitalist and more recently leader of the UK Vaccine Task Force during the Covid pandemic, had heard about psychology online and could see its incredible potential to change the future of mental health care. What is this online they speak of? <laughs> I loved your... I loved that thing. Your history. 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 Changed history. Fabulous. Lovely. All beautifully clipped. Yes, very, very you. I get quite a lot of corporates requesting yeah. that style, the no. vintage nude reader style. Really? I said nude reader. Let me say that again. <laughs> no, on the contrary. <laughs> Vintage nude reader. Because they want to put that kind of vintagey twist on something very modern. It's odd, but but I get quite a lot of requests have for Have you ever thought of doing a vintage news reel? Have you got that on your website? I have got that on my website. Uh, have a, have oh, a look at my go, Instagram. At God, British Voiceover it. Mark and it's there. <laughs> I think that's something I'd probably want to do now is one of those uh, yes, uh, yes, uh, yeah, vintage reel. Yes, what a good plan. All right, Sam, so you get to suggest a style for Brad now. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, right, yes. Brad, I would like you to do, not over the top, but deadly serious, <laughs> I'd like you to do a true crime journo. For which one? Oh. Oh, actually, good point. Which one? Well, because, actually, it's. I think it's more difficult to get the truth in the first one. So the um, interesting, yes, because of the way it's written. Yeah, because it's it's written over the top to yep. to try and make that. Yeah, true crime. There you go. Mm, God, true crime. That's... Yes, yes. Oh, you've mm. already done it. You you've got your you've, you've deepened <laughs> your voice. Okay. I'm not sure. I was I was a little <laughs> bit confused, but we'll give it a go. Hello, I'm Professor Dan Clever. I lead energy, air pollution, and health research at the University of Smartville. Recently, I invented pollution vision glasses so that harmful pollution in the air can be seen. Together, we're presenting a series of short videos as we go about our everyday lives, explaining what pollution is, how it can affect our health, and what we can do to reduce the risks. So what is in the air we breathe? Well, air is mainly composed of oxygen and nitrogen and water, but it also contains pollution which is a mixture of solid particles and gases that come from vehicle emissions, factories, heating sources, smoke, dust, pollen and mould, for example. 
That was nothing like true true crime. As you sped up towards the end, it lost it slightly more in the final two paragraphs. But actually, at the beginning, beginning, you absolutely nailed it. Yes, you really did. Towards the end, I started turning into David David Attenborough. (laughs) Here we are. But it also (laughs) contains. But it's difficult, isn't it? I find that it's difficult to sustain often when you you can start, you know, you can start off really well with something. And then if it's and then suddenly halfway through, you realize you've gone off a bit. Uh, Yeah, I think what it was is. I, I was thinking true crime. Now, I, and I was trying to work out what it was as I was speaking. <laughs> you know, mm, is that true mm-hmm. crime, or do I have to do something else? Or yeah, you're right. It is slightly unfair. The, the trouble with these workers is we genuinely only <laughs> you know pump them in now, so nobody's expecting anything. And so it's difficult because if you were given a you know obviously if you were given something to do in the real world, you'd well, go away. You would but think about it a bit and research. It's funny how it, in your head and it's processing as you're speaking. Right. What what what, 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 yes. what am I meant to be doing? Oh my God! Oh my God! Is this sounding right? Do I need to yeah. change it? God, welcome to my world, Brad. Because every totally. every week, I, I I listen back and I cringe oh, do at you what not, I did do you, for the world. Do you, do you not like listening to yourself, Sam? <laughs> I don't like listening to myself, but I particularly don't like listening to myself when I I've done. And every some crazy... week, as I edit it, she comes to me and says, "Do we have to include that? <laughs> don't have to include? It. Yes, yes, we do. Yeah. Please don't include it. And guess what, Sam? <laughs> you get to go now as well. You get to go now. So I'm trying to I'm trying to work out whether I'm going to be nice to you. I am going to let you do Professor Danielle Clever. All right. But I would like you to do it in the style of a soldier in a shoot 'em up game, so like a first person game. Right. Where they bark orders at people. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah, oh yes, my absolute It's Sam's comfort zone, isn't it? Come on. Absolute comfort zone. Love it. No, I'm just trying to think how on earth I get into that. Okay, then. With a script that doesn't lend itself to... I know, sorry about that. That's the point. That's the point, isn't it? That's the point. Right. Let me imagine who I am with something under my arm. Okay. Hello, chaps. I'm Professor Danielle Clever. I lead energy, air pollution and health research at the University of Smartville. Pull yourself up there, boy. Recently... I invented pollution vision glasses so that harmful pollution in the air can be seen. Now, together, this morning, we are presenting a series of short videos as we go about our everyday soldierly lives, explaining what (laughs) pollution is, how it can affect our health, and crucially, lads, crucially, what we can do to reduce the risks. So, what is in the air we breathe? Well... (laughs) Look at me while I'm talking to you. The air is mainly composed of oxygen and nitrogen and water. What is it composed of? Yes, ma'am. Oxygen, nitrogen and water, ma'am. Thank you. Right. But it also contains... What does it contain? Pollution, ma'am. That, yeah, exactly. Which is a solution. Well, it's a mixture of solid particles and gases that come from vehicle emissions, factories, heating sources, dust, smoke, pollen and mould. Just for an example. Wow. wow, you sounded like a teacher I went to school with. Really? <laughs> That's bad, isn't it? You wouldn't want to Very cross bad. that, Sergeant Major, would you? You wouldn't. <laughs> Not <laughs> really. Blimey. But the thing is, you can see her in uniform. You can see her there. 
Don't critique <laughs> it. Don't critique it. <laughs> I can imagine if you had a uniform on, Sam, you'd be quite harsh. I'd be very harsh. Very, very Absolutely. harsh. <laughs> well, if you want to play along in the privacy of your own booth... <laughs> yes, quite. <laughs> ..with the script, obviously. Uh, we've put the script in the show notes so you can have oh, a try yourselves. And if you've got any voiceover questions you'd like answers to, you can send your question for future episodes to podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk. You certainly can. And our question this week is... How can you stay competitive in an increasingly crowded voiceover market? Which is the question that we all ask ourselves. Brad, any ideas? The million dollar question. Yeah, totally. I I think I'm increasingly thinking that uh, the more uh, you can be yourself uh, on a voiceover and the more natural and the more, um, you know, um, you can bring bits of yourself to it yep. the, the the more real it's going to be and the more actually that will stand out from all those people who are trying to act uh, yeah. you know so to speak but you two are both actors so that's really <laughs> interesting hearing that hearing you say that and also just thinking back to what i just did which <laughs> where was the bloody truth in that flipping no, sergeant major no frankly. but i don't know i mean it's difficult it's almost impossible if i knew that i would yeah. oh, I'd be uh, a lot more successful than I am now. Uh, what, Sam, what, what do you think? Well, do you know, I think that you need to listen and watch more of the genres that you're interested in. Yeah. Because that, that's what... And, and actually listen to what people are doing at the moment. So if you want to mm. work in commercials, say... And it really depends also on the market because commercials in the US, for instance, are different from the commercials in the UK or whatever, whatever genre it is that you're looking at. Listen to the good ones. Listen to the people that are booking and really kind of try and pull apart what they're actually doing to make them bookable. In the genres that I know most uh, about, I think people make a lot of assumptions about them and, and think they're like you know, X, Y, Z, when they're actually like ABC and there's a gulf between it. And unless you keep up with the trends that are happening in the here and now, you you will quickly become irrelevant. It's helpful to talk to producers if you can as well, which is why conferences are good. Because if you talk to producers about what they're looking for as well, that Mm. can really help. But it's part of that same research that you're talking about there, isn't it? And I think the listening thing is really underrated. I think it's so important. Yeah. It's one of the things that when we do workouts and we get them to listen to each other and direct yes. each other, yes. I think that's such an important thing to practice because people yeah. forget about listening and, and, and actually taking in information. Yeah, no, they really do. That was the third one, incidentally, Brad. I'd just like to point that out. That was the third <laughs> little part. But no, I think, no, but I think you're absolutely right. I think that that, that, that building that into something is, you know, being able to connect with other people and really listen to how they're doing it is an amazing skill to have. It's about active listening as well, isn't it? Because active listening is is very much the key. It's taking on board what you're hearing. Any other tips that we can think of? Because I think you have to stay up to date with your marketing as well and, and, you know, increasingly competitive market, but you have to be seen without actually ramming it down people's throats, as we were talking a few weeks ago to Jonathan Tilly about. Yeah, and make genuine connections with people. Yeah. Proper. And you're very good at that, Sam. We have a, a saying, uh, we used to have a saying, are you listening or are you waiting to talk? 
Yes. Um, and mm. so many people, when you have a conversation, you can see it in their eyes. They're just trying to formulate something that will outdo your st story. Yes. And they haven't heard virtually a word. When you go to a conference, people always think networking is about what, what I can get for myself. But it's yeah. not. It's, yeah. it, if you can bring people together... I used to listen to my ex, who's a big musical theatre person who knows everybody, and she used to go to networking and she'd say, oh, George, you're a director. Have you met Johnny? He's an actor. You're looking yeah, for somebody, aren't you? Why brilliant. don't you two talk to each other? Yeah. And it would always come back to them. Yep. So see yeah. who you can put together, for example. Yeah. How, how helpful can you be? Yeah, that's what yeah, I that's often it. think yeah. going into those things. Absolutely. Can I be helpful to someone, anyone? And actually that, that also can sometimes get you over that horrible gulf in you know when when you go into big networking events or something what the hell do i talk about mm. how, how am i going to start conversations but if you're right if you listen brad you're right if you listen and listen properly and then think to yourself how can i help this person with what they're saying that's a brilliant way of um yeah. Of, of yeah of meeting people actually it's just really nice well there you go there we Internal go flip. <laughs> so um <laughs> Uh, yes, thank you so much, Brad. Thank you yeah, so thanks, much for Brad. coming My on. My pleasure. Thank podcast. you so much to both of you for asking me. <laughs> no, you've been really you've good. been very good. You've been very well worth the money. Ooh. <laughs> Fantastic. Aww. Checks in the post. Absolutely. I'll, Bless you. I'll send in now, my invoice. That, your, your fascinating facts, however, will live with me forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, if, you, if you do want to hear more seriously, there's a blog telling the whole story. Number four. That's four blogs. Well, for goodness no, sake. No, no I didn't say where no, 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 or it's what. It's the same or... one, though. Yeah, exactly. All of Brad's details are going to be in the show notes, along with today's <laughs> scripts in the show notes, so that you can have a read yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. And do send in any voiceover questions to us at podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk please like the podcast subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and feel free to give us a review if you feel moved to do so and at one voice if you see us come and say hello to us please oh, yes please do and um, that is it for this week thanks again to the lovely brad shaw and we My will pleasure. be back again. <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> and we'll be back again next week with more scripts and another voiceover guest where we'll be asking all together now all together all together now how, how do you, do you say, say that? How do you say that? that?